Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. Started recording. That started fast. Wow. Started. Well, yeah, only three hours after I hit the button. <laughs> How are you? I am. Uh, I am well, Lee. How are you? Thank you. Now they know who we are, so they can tell us apart. All those crazy thousands of listen listeners, listens and the listeners. So uh, yeah, let's thousands. let's let's do something we don't normally do. Let's talk Seahawks first. At least oh, great Seahawks. idea. Yeah, because this is a Seahawks show. First time ever. A lot of criticism that we don't do that from my mom. Um, Tune in for Seahawks. Nobody listens. I was like, yeah, I can see your mom listening. Yeah, Uh, yeah, so last week, so they've lost two straight games, have the Seahawks. Last week was pretty ugly. Um, It was funny because I kept kept watching and I I kept thinking they're going to eventually lose this game. And even when they, I mean, even when it was tied, it went into overtime. I just kept thinking, I'm just waiting for the end. They're going to lose this game. I don't know why I felt that way. Because, I mean, you know, how many times over the thousand years since Pete Carroll has been the coach have they, you know, snatched uh, a victory out of the, the jaws of a loss? I mean, that happens a lot. But, it does. It does. And Gino's getting a lot of hate for and I don't mean hate like to hate the person. Yeah, yeah. I just hate talking about hey, he can't run the two minute drill. He's not. He, he can't do it. He can't do it. But I I don't think Gino's the problem. No. Um, it, it's weird the the two losses because the first loss the offense didn't show up basically until like well they were pretty much there the second half of the game but they made some huge critical errors that basically cost them the game. But they really didn't click until like literally five minutes left in the game. So that was on the offense against the Buck, the Bucks, because they did a good job defensively against the Bucks last week. The offense is clicking, and all of a sudden they can't stop the Raiders. It's like it, it's such a odd. It's still entertaining, and that is the point of sports is to entertain us, uh, because yes, we are entertained. But it's really hard to figure out this team. I mean, the mm-hmm. defense started out terribly. And then they had that four-week stretch where they were one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, both and, against the pass and the run. Yeah, and they played more or less all right against the Bucks, except they gave up way too much rushing yards. And But still, they held them to a reasonable point total. And against the Raiders, uh, I saw the stat that Jacobs had the first running back to have what a I don't remember if it was over 200 yards or 220 yards, you know, the stat and over 70 yards receiving. Uh, and I don't remember what the time frame was, but it, it seems like it was. I don't want to say just this season, it was longer than that. Right, right. Which you'd think like Kamara or McCaffrey or someone would have done that. But it's kind of upsetting that that happened with the Seahawks. 303 total yards for Jacobs alone. That's, that was ridiculous. Yeah. And that run at the end, it was just like. Yeah, that run at the end. That's over. Yeah. And and, and as we see, they've they've picked up insurance for Ryan Neal's injury, which thank God Ryan Neal will be will be back. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Jones is not cutting it. And that's just one play. And you can't you can't judge a player on one play, obviously. Right. <clears throat> but he's had a lot of one plays like that. So yeah. it makes perfect sense that they picked up Abrams, and that was a player I talked about. I don't, yeah, actually, that was a player that I had mentioned in like preseason. It was like, oh, here's, or actually, it was after uh, Adams went down. Oh, players they might look at, and Abrams was one of them. But I kind of discounted it because he hasn't really done that well at all. No. The Raiders, and he still but, hasn't. And yeah. when he was the Packers, cut him quickly for whatever right. reason. Right. Which is 
interesting. So like I said, it's his third team in three weeks. And he won't be on the field this week because he's only been – his first practice was Thursday. They're not going to put the guy on the field after two practices. Um, but they got to do something. It makes absolute, – absolutely makes sense to see if this guy can work out because as we have seen, <clears throat> speaking of Geno Smith, just because a guy's not a success on one team or another – doesn't mean he can't be a success on his third or fourth try. You know, this might be the system Abrams needs. And maybe not. Maybe he's like our Sega Whiteside and is like, okay, now we know why he failed because he can't do anything <laughs> here either. But it, it, it basically costs them nothing to find out. Right. Like, so it, it makes perfect sense for them to see if this guy – he had talent in college. Obviously, he's a first-round pick, right? And – there are some things he did well with the Raiders, and maybe he'll be a good fit for the Seahawks. And they're not going to have to depend on him entirely at all. Thank goodness Neil is okay. But he's he's got to be better than Jones. I wouldn't be better than Jones, but I think you would be. Like I, he is. Jones just, is just, just yeah. And they showed so much faith of them, faith in him. Yeah. You know when before when when they weren't playing Ryan Neal earlier yeah. and it's like oh josh jones next to quandary Diggs. they seem to have so much faith in josh jones i'm not sure why they must I, have I seen at... wonderful things in practice that didn't show up during games right. and, and 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 again we're talking about not the person you know because i don't want to like oh he's oh, all yeah, no no no, no not at all it's like he's is he one of the best football players in the world well yeah because he's in the nfl but in that you know, in that subset of the tiny, tiny group of the best players in the world at a particular sport, he's not the best of the best. And that's just his skill set. Maybe it's just the fit again. Right. Geno Smith certainly didn't look like a world beater for most of his career. And he sure as hell is now. So maybe mm -hmm. it's just a fit for him. But for whatever reason, it's just not working for the guy. I, yeah. We obviously wish it would. Right. I mean, why? No one sits here and thinks, like, yeah, we don't want him to fail. I hate Josh Jones. It's like, dude. <laughs> be an all pro that would be fantastic right. we would love that i have nothing against josh jones i wouldn't even know him if he didn't play for the yeah, seahawks yeah um looking at jonathan abram's numbers his uh so and he only played one game in 2019 because he had injury issues he played 13 and right. in, in two, 2020 and 14 in 2021 and missed tackles were 13.1 percent in 2020 and 2021 was 10.8, which is, I mean, it's that's kind of high. 13.1 is kind of high for a defensive back. That's that's way too high. I mean, yeah. let's. I mean, are there defensive backs who have who are worse? Yeah, of course. Oh, but yeah. you know, that's still too damn high. I mean, after all, why are we wanting to move on from Josh Jones? Uh, could be that. Could be that's <laughs> part of it, or the fact he doesn't even get in position to miss the tackle. <clears throat> Speaking of last week. Yeah, and and Tariq Woolen took. I mean, to, we got to give yeah. discredit where discredit is due. Tariq Woolen took a bad. He he should have been in a better position yes. than that too. So I I don't know. Um, but yeah, exactly. He's had some bad plays too. Just like talking about, you can't judge a guy on one play. We can't judge Tariq Woolen for his five ridiculous interceptions only. Again, I mean that's awesome. But we can't judge him for the for the plays he's blown because yeah, he's blown a few. He's a rookie, right? You know, so, yeah, he. Uh, but Abrams, Abrams has his percentage allowed completion percentage allowed in twenty twenty twenty. It was uh, eighty one point eight. Twenty twenty one at seventy nine point two. This year he's a little bit better at seventy three. His quarterback rating allowed is ninety two point two this year, but every other year it's been one hundred and ten or better. Yeah, which is exactly why I didn't include him in the three safeties that I thought, okay, these guys can help. Right. I mean, hopefully he and can. Again, yeah. And again, I'm, I'm extremely happy that they picked him up because again, it's, it's all about scheme. I mean, especially in a defensive backfield, but scheme and communication. So if he is pressed into service, he could have a muppy road at first. It's like he's at that point, he'll, he will have been with the team for like what, 10 days. Right. So, so, you know, we can expect some growing pains, but it would be awesome if this guy pans out. <laughs> I mean, he's already talked about and, and maybe retiring it's, as a Seahawk. <laughs> well, he may have actually, because he was talking about how much he loves the atmosphere there. And, and you hear that from so many guys. And of course, yeah. I mean, 
I just started a new job myself and it's like and and I told the the boss is like I want to preface this by saying I'm not blowing you can you can say the boss's name Nick Saban you can say it it is Nick actually um much much nicer than Nick Saban it's actually Saban so Satan it's Nick Satan um but you know I prefaced it by saying okay uh, now that I have the job, I'm really grateful for the opportunity. This sounds great, blah, 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 blah. And pretty much everyone's going to say that about their new organization when they first start, right? We get that. But it, it really seems genuine with the Seahawks, and especially when you see, like, stuff that players will put out on social media. It's like, you know, the guys, what was it, the D-line went to a haunted house. I mean, you know, team team organizations, you know, it's team organized efforts which are not practices just team stuff it's like hey let's do this this sounds fun the seahawks and i realize a lot of fans feel this way about their teams i get that you know and 12s especially but the seahawks definitely feel very different from most organizations from yeah. most organizations um, and as they, you said they hear that you hear that a lot from former players Exactly. Which it's not players going to the team. It's it's like, uh, yeah. I mean, innumerable uh, former players have pointed out just how yeah. much the culture is 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 player friendly or well, human look, friendly. I guess I should say, as opposed to the Patriots. Well, look at what's going look at what's going on re- just recently this this season. Richard Sherman is like didn't leave on the best of terms, right? He wasn't happy about that, but he realized it was a business. And who is back working with the Seahawks defensive backs, right? Richard Sherman. Who is there having obviously very congenial, happy, fun conversations with Pete Carroll, Richard Sherman, Michael Bennett? You know, he was probably the most vocal critic I can think of 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 Pete's uh, coaching methodology. Let's put it that way, right? The atmosphere, <laughs> right? Who's back with the Seahawks? You know, uh, if these guys really, really hated it, and these are people who were probably the most critical of it. And there aren't many players who are critical of it and they're back, you know, so obviously it's much more in the moment when they make comments like that, which it makes me so happy. I I was happy to be a Seahawks fan last year, seven and 10, because it's, it's not about the record. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you want them to win the Super Bowl, but only one team does that every year. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you're going to have rough patches. The Seahawks rarely have rough patches, but it's so cool to be a fan of an organization that gets it, that understands that the, it's all about the players, you know, and, and all about the fans. I mean, there aren't many. And I'm a fan of the Miami Dolphins, too. I've been a fan of the Dolphins for a long time. And I think maybe they finally get it, but they have a terrible owner. I mean, ugh, Jesus. Um they lost draft picks because their owner is such a piece of garbage. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. But the, org- the Seahawks organization is just different. It's just completely different from the Dolphins, like in every good way. They totally get that. And I think the Dolphins are starting to change with their coach. But uh, Flores, right? Brian Flores. Isn't <laughs> yeah, that's it. But you can't beat Pete Carroll for a player's coach. I mean, uh, I mean, he is the he is the definition of a player's coach. But yeah. Oh, yeah. and there have been and there have been some in the past who were players coaches, but they got run over by the players and the teams weren't successful. And he, he strikes the perfect balance. Yeah, I think because he he's a player's coach, but he also the play the, the players seem to respect his authority. The players know who the coach is. Exactly. They know who's running the team. Right. And he, he's not only the head coach, he's the vice president of football operations. So he does have some say yeah. over personnel. A, so there's a whole lot that goes into it. That's a lot of say over personnel for sure. I mean, it's like, and sometimes we forget that, that John Schneider gets a lot of credit as he should take some blame as he should at times, right. For personnel decisions. And I don't know what the exact breakdown is. I don't know, you know, if, if it finally comes down to, if they have a disagreement, who has the final say, I'm guessing it's probably Pete, but, it's been an awesome partnership. Yeah. And and I think at times Pete maybe doesn't get enough credit for those personnel choices too. Because it's structured completely differently. And that's how Paul Allen intentionally set it up. Yeah. And his, and then let the football people do their football things which, instead of try to step on their toes. How many owners are like that? <clears throat> Looking at you Cowboys, <laughs> you know, I was like, Oh my God. And 
I, not to knock Jerry Jones too much because does he spend money on the team? Yes. It's yeah, like, he does. Yeah. You know, it's like George Steinbrenner got a lot of flack for being so handsy, right, with the team. But so many owners, you know, it's like, oh, here's my piggy bank. I'm just going to suck it dry. It's like that guy put money back into the organization. Didn't always work, but he always tried. And all credit to Paul Allen, now Jody Allen, for maintaining that approach is like i'm gonna hire people who know what they're doing and i'm gonna let them do their job it's like so few owners do that another reason to just absolutely be in love with the seahawks organization it's just i can't imagine an organization being better run and i expect my check uh tomorrow (laughs) that's right yeah yeah, seriously i mean it's just it's it's so nice to be a fan of an organization that you can be proud of you know, the community stuff that they do, the players and the team itself, the organization, you know, the way they, res- like you said, they respect their players. They treat them as people. They, you know, it's it's completely refreshing the way they treat and Chris Carson. You know, how they handle Chris Carson's situation. Right. You know, and they gave him a good contract despite the injury history. They could have cut him to save money. No, they don't do that. They don't do that to players. And it's hey, like, hey, maybe Carson comes back next year. I don't. I know he won't. But maybe Carson and Penny come back, and you've got Penny, Carson, and Walker. <laughs> oh my God! They're gonna run the wishbone. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that'd be sweet. <laughs> oh my God, Nobody sick. knows what that is anymore, but that would be wouldn't sweet. that be amazing? Or at least run the veer. You know, I was like, holy right. crap! What the hell is this? It's a wishbone. Every play has an RPO option. My uh, or my high, that's redundant. My, my, my high school football team. Not that I was on the team. But my senior year, because they were uh, a small school and kind of limited in talent, they decided to go to a single wing, actually junior and senior year, which no one basically had seen a single wing offense, like almost since the 1930s. And opposing defenses had no clue what the hell to do. <laughs> I mean, they didn't even know what, how they were lined up. I, there were probably times where they asked the referee if it was le- a legal formation, you know. And... Uh, and it's exciting when you see stuff like that. I mean, obviously it wouldn't happen. I mean, but yeah, God, yeah. can you yeah. imagine having that backfield? Oh, I know. Yeah, the, the reason it wouldn't happen, it wouldn't work in the in the NFL. Obviously, is the players are a lot faster, but also you're losing yeah. blockers. Mm-hmm. So, and you got you have to have blockers, obviously. And you have guys like Micah Parsons out there <laughs> that are like, oh look, I have a free lane. It's going to take right. me like what a tenth of a second. Yeah, yeah. that that exactly. Yeah, it's, we, one thing we haven't talked about is is the standings. Just how weird, how, what a weird year it's been. Oh I mean, God. because you've got the 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 Packers are four and eight. Um, <laughs> you've got the the Saints are four and eight, which you know we kind of, but they're only two two games out of first place. Right. Um, mm-hmm. The yeah. Texans, a shocking one nine and one. I mean, I I think everybody thought they'd have two wins by this time. Um, <laughs> that's a joke. But no, I mean, it, it, that, it is. you know, you look at you look at different divisions like, oh, who's going to be good? We all everybody assumed AFC West and NFC West. Yep. They're going to be good. But yet the AFC East and the NFC East are the two divisions that each have n- right. no none of those teams have losing records. No, nope. I don't think anyone outside of Philadelphia, Philadelphia, I can say that word, expected them to be this good. Um, the commanders are actually halfway decent. The Giants yeah, are the two and f- are seven and five. Course. The commanders. No. Which is crazy. Absolutely crazy. How crazy yeah. is it when you're the Panthers and you fire your coach and trade your best player and yet you're somehow better? <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Uh, you know, and the, the AFC East, just like again, the Dolphins are on top. No one expected that. Buffalo Bills are. Well, the Dolphins are a half game back. Strange. Oh, yeah. Currently. Because of the, right. But we really hope they win this Damn week. It. Damn it. Yeah, they need to. Um, yeah, seriously. That'll be a really a, a good game to watch because unfortunately yeah. the Niners' defense is playing the lights out. I mean, they lead in almost every statistical category, right? Or at least tied. It's insane how well their defense is playing. Yeah, 173 points allowed, which is uh, it's. I mean, it's 14 fewer than the Cowboys, and they've played. Now they play the same amount of games, so 14 fewer, which is uh, two touchdowns better yeah. than. The second best team. They are pretty phenomenal on defense and offense. I mean, credit to Garoppolo. I've been a big critic of Garoppolo, mainly not so much Garoppolo himself, but what his contract was. It's hard to hard to disparage Jimmy G because he's so good looking. 
is so good looking. But, you know, to me, it was like, what was this contract? 23 million, 25 million a year is like a game. He was <laughs> he was ridiculously overpaid. What he's being paid now. It's like Jason totally DeGrom money. <laughs> Jason, Jason DeGrom money. Someone someone posted on Facebook that they got Jacob. Jake DeGrom. And they're like, who the hell is Jake DeGrom? Why the Rangers are blowing up, man. They got Jake DeGrom. Um, but for for the contract he's now, Garoppolo is a bargain. Yeah. Now, okay. will he show up if they make the playoffs? And it, they might not make the playoffs. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen, right? They don't have a spectacular record. They got a really good record. Uh, unfortunately, better than the Seahawks, right? But in the past, he has not uh, been the best quarterback under pressure. But it seems like as an outsider, and I don't really follow them that much because they're the enemy, and why would I? But he seems to be performing better this season, and maybe because when he was on his way out, and we kept hearing and seeing from pundits that it was alleged that he was not taking coaching the moment he got that big contract. It's like, oh, I'm the man. I don't have to listen to you. I know what I'm doing because look at my contract. And after he took Wait, Are you talking about in, Russell Wilson? Yeah, Russell Wilson. Yeah, we'll get to Russ. The gift that keeps on giving. Thank you, Russ. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. And, and I feel, we'll continue to keep giving. Yeah, I feel bad for the guy. I really do. But but as far as Garoppolo and, and his rap- teammates, though, I'm sorry to interrupt. I know we were going to oh, jump yeah, on yeah. Russell Wilson, but his teammate, just the, I mean, that him getting yes. screamed at. I, yeah, yeah, for sure. But as far as Garoppolo goes, it's, it, it appears that he's now realized, oh, I'm not the boy genius. I really need to listen to my coaches because he's he's playing better this year. Unfortunately, uh, he's going to get a nice contract next year. And a friend of mine said, "Is like, well, I'll watch for him in, in Seattle next season." It's like, uh, no, no. We got a quarterback. If you want to spend that much money for a quarterback, we got one. Yeah, and plus, if he, if Gino yeah. doesn't come back, there's no reason to have Jimmy G. You would just draft a quarterback. Exactly. You know this. That mindset is just it completely blows my mind. It's like, and no, that's not going to happen. Anyway, as for Mr. Wilson, uh, we both we both like Russ. We both credit him at for all the achievements he did with the Seahawks. At least I do. Uh, sometimes sometimes Lee doesn't like him. But no, I, mean, <laughs> no, I, I like. I, I mean, and it's kind of because yeah, I always yeah. feel like we have to put a disclaimer because it's yes. like. We we don't dislike Russ. We want him to lose every game this year for a better draft pick, for and, two and, better draft picks because that right. second rounder is moving way up. It's almost in the first round. I mean, it's it's you know it's not <laughs> yeah. going to be in the first round, the second round draft, pick, but it's so close to being a top thirty-five pick. It's it's uh right now we have the number three pick if the season ended from Denver, isn't that correct? And I'm going kicker number one because you've yeah, got all those draft picks to follow. Of course, we got to go kicker. Um, but we're seeing an we're seeing what we saw in Seattle after a few bad games. We're seeing this amplified in Denver because this is a terrible season. Like you said, he's getting screamed at like on the sidelines. There's locker room discontent. His coach and why this guy is still the head coach of Denver is beyond me. But his coach said he was asked is like, is there any possibility that we might see a change of quarterback? And he said, no, not for now. And then that blew up is like, oh, my God. He's thinking about it. And he said, no, no, no. Russell is the quarterback of the future. It's like, why would you say yeah, not for now? Why would you say not for now if you really weren't thinking about it? That is the weakest backsliding. I'm like, dude, just admit it. In the moment, I was just kind of thinking, and I wasn't thinking clear. Say that instead of like, oh, no, he's the quarterback forever. It's like, yeah, because <laughs> he's up to a quarter of a billion dollars and you're on Which your Which they way haven't out. even started paying for that part. Exactly. They've screwed themselves. I mean, they're screwed. Yeah. Because their and, defense and, is good, but they're going to start, as we've pointed out before, they're going to start losing. They're not going to be able to pay they some already have. They already have started losing their defense. That's true. You know, they, they already tanked this season by sending away one of their best defenders just this season to try to get some of those draft picks back that they gave Seattle for who they thought was the solution, which is incredibly stupid. You know, it, we talked about this. We talked about this on, on this podcast. We talked about it in prepo. On Cinema Savants. For the whole season. Yeah, we talked about it all the time. Hi, Ted. But, you know, it's like this this idea that, oh, Russell Wilson's the answer and Denver's going to go to the Super Bowl. It's like we both said, and go back to the 
archives and we, we can prove it. Probably not, but what we've all said is like Denver will be lucky to have a winning season because that division is stacked. Now the Raiders, not so good except for last week, but you know, Chargers, they're doing well. Chiefs doing well. It's like yeah. just this mindset that all they needed is this one piece. They needed a, they needed a lot on that team. Defense is great. The offense, they need. That's why they got a new head coach. That's why they got a new offensive coordinator. And those guys aren't doing their job, obviously. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Wilson is not fitting whatever they want to do. No, and he supposedly had the receivers and in, in Judy and uh, Cortland Sutton to to yeah. do well. And he he has, and this is the same issue he had in Seattle. He yes. fo- he seems to focus in more on Sutton than anybody else. But he will just yeah, like that last last game he had people open wide open in the middle of the field. Yep. But he he had to go to Sutton, had to do it. Yeah, yep, exactly. And and the fact that people thought, oh, now he's got. You're comparing the, not that those are bad receivers, but don't even put their names in your mouth at the same time as you're saying DK Metcalf and lock it. Like, right. And Aaron Rodgers would take those two receivers off the Broncos, I'm sure, in a heartbeat. Yeah, he would because they don't have much at all. But Aaron Rodgers is having his own uh, struggles this season, but not as much as Russ. But if he was in – just if you took the not the coaching because that's a whole issue. Actually, yeah. he might be okay with Hackett because he's used to working with Hackett. But right. and, and I don't like Aaron Rodgers' philosophy in life anyway. But right. I bet if you took the same offensive players for Denver and put them on Green Bay's team, the yeah. Packers' offense is better. Oh, because right. Rodgers is a better I totally quarterback. Agree. I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, and Russ has already clearly lost the locker room because, come on, we know he has. I mean, how could you not lose the rock locker room? You're getting a quarter of a billion dollars of your contract up to want to stress it's up to. But and the off and you have the worst offense in the league. You are the guy who's supposed to fix this. And you're not even close to it. And his answer, he comes up with these ridiculous. Uh, let me let me pull this up because this is going to be part of an article uh, coming up hopefully later today. Uh, OK, so here's a quote from his press conference when they, he was asked about problems in the locker room. So this is Russ. There is always noise, especially when things aren't going the way you want it to all the time. The thing is that you don't bat an eye. My biggest goal every day is to continue to try to lead at the highest level, to be consistent every day with my approach, and to never change. Russ, (laughs) if you don't change, you're not even going to score 14 points a game. You have to change, idiot. Mm -hmm. I I just – that statement right there is the whole problem with Russ. And again – I love everything that Russ did for the Seahawks. I think he's an awesome person. But, dude, it's not working. You have to change. Yeah, adjust. Adjust may be the more proper word, adjust. He also said said, this is a great, great team. What are you looking at, dude? (laughs) Are you looking at the Seahawks? Because that's that's why people get tired of him, because he says the same things, and it doesn't have any gravity anymore. You're just saying it to say it. Stop being robotic. Honest to God, go into politics, man, because you've got that down pat. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a difference between being positive like Pete Carroll and being blind to reality. It's like you have to be realistic. This is not a great, great team. He can say this is a great, great defense. We have issues on offense. That would be honest. That would be sugarcoating it because they have more <laughs> than issues on offense. But this is a great, great team. Right there, no one on the planet is going to listen to you anymore, dude, yep. because you're either out of touch reality or you're lying. It's like, how does that help your team? You cannot possibly think this is a great, great team. You can't possibly think this is a good team on offense, but a great, great That's team. a terrible team. That's an awful team on offense. It's a great, it's a really good team on defense. It's not a great team on defense. Probably would be if you had an offense. I haven't looked at their time in possession, but it's got to be much worse than Seattle was last year. Excuse me. It's actually it's actually a little bit better. I looked at that. Yeah, but amazing. 
Yeah, since week five, and I know one of these games was out with was without Russell Wilson, but since week five, the Broncos offense have has scored nine, sixteen, nine, twenty-one against the Jaguars, right. ten, sixteen, and ten. That's atrocious. Yeah, and and this is after those last two games are after Hackett gave up play calling duties. Because he thought, oh, we got to make it. This is after he also uh, hired a coach just to watch the clock because he can't do that. Yeah, can't do that. And, and, you know, and granted, plenty of head coaches, they have, I mean, you can have as many coaches as you want in the NFL. And it's like, and a lot of teams have a, a coach specifically for that. But he should have done that to begin with. Heck, the Seahawks have a coach just for carrying Pete's gum. Yeah, because that's a lot of gum. Um, a lot of you know, as Pete gets older, they may have a coach who's there just to chew Pete's gum. Which would be kind of <laughs> gross, um, but you know, Gumming so he gives coming up. So he gives up play calling duties, and their offense performs even worse. <laughs> like, okay, you yeah. guys are really. Which says insane. what? Maybe yeah. it's the players on the field that are part of the issue. So, um, yeah, that, the Broncos, the, the Broncos oh, no. continue with the Broncos. Be that way. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say the Broncos have. Well, and it's all about the draft pick, right? Yes, so exactly. They have two games coming up that they they could win this they they play the ravens tomorrow then the chiefs <laughs> <laughs> well then, they, they could win because i mean you know the commanders beat the eagles so sure it could win look and the commanders are seven and five it's nothing that's the, the, the texans right. the texans won a game somehow this year i don't know who they played i think st mary's uh um, wow i have to look that up to see you I, actually i can't remember who the texans beat was yeah, it the I first think- game of the year Probably, but um, yeah, they they could they win those? Yes. Will they win those? No. No. But then they've got the the two games they could win. Yeah. What's shocking if you just tuned in after checking in on preseason are the Cardinals and the Rams who are just a mess. Yeah. And then the Chiefs and the Chargers again. So they they could they could conceivably maybe possibly go zero and six. They could go two and four. I don't see them doing much better than two and four, At which means best, they would finish three. five and eleven. At be, right at best three or five and, and five and five and twelve twelve yeah I can't I I don't see them even going three and three out of that stretch and honestly they could go they could just win one of those because I mean, the Cardinals are Cardinals are a mess but not as much as shockingly as much of a mess as the Rams it's like well the Rams are yeah uh, the Texans beat the Jaguars <laughs> well that explains like, <laughs> um, the Jaguars are so weird because. Yeah, I mean, they might be the most Jekyll and Hyde team of, of the season, and basically the whole NFL has been a Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, four and four and seven, and they yeah. they they beat the Ravens last. Uh, sounds like a joke, but they beat the Ravens last week, and then yeah. uh, they started two and one. Yeah, the Ravens are such a bizarre team. I mean, yeah, they are for a team that used to be known for their defense. It's like, hey, uh, it's been forty five minutes. Let's clock out, boys. <laughs> yeah. Fourth quarter, they're gone. I just, it's so bizarre. Yeah, so Ravens are are in first place. They're seven and four, tied with the Bengals, but they have yeah. allowed two hundred twenty seven points this year. And the, and the Bengals are really coming on. I mean, has, that's what has, because you know why? It's because they had to get rid of that Jamar Chase guy. He was bringing the team down. <laughs> Clearly, right? <laughs> so weird. So, <laughs> I mean, is. you just don't know how things are going to play out. I mean. Uh, as as far as the Seahawks defense, uh, I will say this: Do we miss Bobby Wagner? Uh, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, he's he's still as awful as the Rams are. Bobby Wagner is still he's not prime Bobby Wagner because he's a little bit older, right? I mean, but Bobby Wagner is Bobby Wagner. It's like what did Pete Carroll say when they asked him if the team misses? You know, what do they miss about Bobby Wagner? He just said everything. You know, it's like absolutely yeah. true. It's, Leadership, locker room, pl- everything, man. It's like, and, and he's he's him. one of the players that's actually not and not hurt. Yeah. So because the Rams are just they will yeah. be without Aaron Donald first time in his career he's missed a game because of injury. He missed right. two earlier, but one was one was because of his holdout, and then the other one was I can't remember what the other reason was, but it wasn't an injury. Be, yeah, that's it. And and he had that ping pong injury. Uh, so Matthew Stafford, Cooper yeah. Cup, Allen Robinson. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm I'm missing somebody important. Basically, but, they're they're all stars, all gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no no reason 
that the Seahawks again, it's any given some if these people are getting paid right. a paycheck, they've they can beat you. Yeah. So it's not like the Seahawks can just they're not so good that they can just walk in and and beat this team. The Rams have lost what five straight games. So yeah, no, I mean, no, team, no team is so good that they can just walk in and uh, who's the best team in, in the NFL right now? The Eagles, the Chiefs is like, they lost. Yeah. you know, it, it, you, no team can just take it off. And certainly the Seahawks can't right. on offense or defense, as we've seen. So, um, but we do want to, so the jumping into pro bowl voting just really quickly, because the latest voting, um, is is interesting because you know we we talk about the Pacific Northwest and it's like way out there you know and it's yeah. nobody really cares but Geno Smith is the leading vote getter which I think is pretty freaking awesome for yeah. NFC quarterbacks um, I think Tariq Woolen isn't he he is maybe I'm wrong yep Tariq Woolen is one of the leading is the the leading vote getter as far as cornerbacks in the NFC Jordan amazing. Brooks is uh, the leading linebacker inside linebacker vote yep. getter in the nfc so i mean it's it's good that that um finally that, yeah it's good that the the team's getting some love and yeah i you mentioned bobby wagner and it's like yeah, yeah. they do miss him um I, I wish he was still playing though i do feel jordan brooks is is playing well neither wagner nor brooks are good in coverage they both suck right. pretty much right. um but Brooks does things that Wagner does, and he does them at a he's younger, so he's going to do them for longer. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to point this out real fast because we Jake, one of the writers at Twelfth Men Rising dot hey, com, um, put out his um, X By Factor. The way, if I can throw this in, Jake is a better writer than either of us. I think we're pretty good, but actually, well, I, think I mean, I've got, a, worst, I've got a pinnacle the worst for my writers. I want a pinnacle <laughs> award. Did you? Uh, yeah, Pinnacle. It's given out yearly or something. I don't know what I'm making that up. For something. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he, put out, <laughs> he put out his uh, his X Factor. I'm trying to find it. X Factor of. I guess he didn't. I'm making it up. No, the X Factor for this coming game, and it's it's Tyler Lockett because by the time you yeah. you read this, it'll probably be something else. But um, one of the comments that we got on Facebook from a guy named Joel, I won't say his last name. Hi, Joel. Said the X factor is Donald being out, which is like, okay, yeah, maybe. But that's not for the Seahawks. That's for the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, for the X factor is Donald being out. B-Wag doesn't have a clue about Waldron's offense. Russ, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll read the whole thing and then we can comment. B-Wag doesn't have, a, doesn't have a clue about Waldron's offense. Russ certainly couldn't run it. The reason Bobby was expendable is he, like Russ, was long in the tooth and slower. The Hawks need better production out of the front seven, especially uh, the down lineman, which is like, okay, let's break this apart a little bit. Yeah. First of all, Bobby Wagner doesn't play offense. <laughs> and he was there last year in Seattle and right. practiced against Shane Waldron's offense. Yeah, so he has it. a clue. Yeah, exactly. I can see the point. It's like, okay, but he has to recognize the offense. But yes, he he practiced against that offense for a year, and this is the same offense. It's being um, run better because Geno's running it better, but it's the same offense. Right. And, and then comparing Bobby Wagner to Russell is basically what he's doing there. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. No. That makes zero sense. And no. Russ isn't involved in this game. so Russ was not let go because he was long in the tooth. Russ was let go because he was long in the contract. Same reason Bobby was let go. Exactly. I mean, if if Bobby Wagner would have signed for seven million, Bobby Wagner would be still be on the Seahawks. It wasn't that exactly. Easy. If he was, that's exactly what I thought. I thought that yeah. this morning. I'm brushing my teeth and I thought I'm thinking over this comment that was is a few days old now. But I was thinking, I thought six million instead of seven. But I think it works out yeah. the same way. If he was getting paid six million dollars heading into the season, he'd still be on the team. Absolutely, he would. It's like, is he is he a little slower? Yes. Did his performance drop off over his over his prime when when no one on the planet could touch this guy? When he was arguably the best linebacker in the history of the game? Yes, exactly. He's no longer arguably the best linebacker in the history of the game. Now, at this moment, at his playing level, is he still one of the best linebackers? Yes, he is. He's still one of the best linebackers, even though he has slowed down a little bit. Is he great in coverage? No, he's no longer great in coverage. <laughs> He that's never really not, was. But he never realized that's not the strength of the guy's game. But as far as playing his position, 
communicating, making sure people are where they're supposed to be. Listen, ask any ask anybody who watches football, let alone twelves. And I'm not knocking Cody Barton at all. He's he's come on just in the past couple of games. Well, not last week, but he's more, more <laughs> or less he's come on right and and played really well. It's like you want to have we want Cody Barton or you want Bobby Wags? Like right now, I don't mean at prime. I mean right now. It's like everybody would rather have B Wags. And Barton is getting better, and I picture he will continue to improve. He's going to be really good. But come on, man. Like you said, Wagner is arguably the best ever. I mean, maybe three or four other linebackers, middle linebackers you could name in the history of the game in the same sentence as Bobby Wagner. Is he like maybe? No, I ain't right, because you got Earl Thomas. You got uh, (laughs) Cam Chancellor. Is he maybe ninety percent of the player he used to be? Yeah, okay, I could say it's a fair assessment. Okay, he got five five quarterback hits this year versus three last year. Four tackles for loss this year versus three last year. Three sacks this year versus one last year. And and which is in in five fewer games. Which is a lot to do with the way with the scheme because again, true a, a certain. But he still has the physical ability to do it. Yeah, exactly. He could have done it last season too. Is the point? But yeah, the guy is. I mean, you can't uh, say negative things about Ken Norton Jr. He was a it's, genius. It's overused, but if anybody is a baller, it's it's Bobby Wagner. It's like the only reason he's not on the team is money. Period. It has nothing yep. to do with performance level. Anyway, back to the comments. Oh, that was, that was. I just wanted to read that one oh, yeah. comment. Ba- Wagner is currently 15th in tackles. Um, Jordan Brooks leads the league with 122, but he also has. Uh, a lot. He only has one tackle for loss. I mean, yeah. he, he just is more of a he tackles. That's what his job is, and that's what he does yeah. really, really well. He's and, never going to be a coverage linebacker. Yeah, and as you said last year, when 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 Brooks and Wagner were one and two in the league in tackling, that's great, except for the fact that means there's a lot of other guys not doing their job as well as they could. You don't right. want your, you don't want two linebackers to be leading your to be leading the league. It's okay if they're leading your right. team. Team exactly. But if they're leading the league, you got issues, man. If you got two linebackers both leading, it's like, come on, man. Does anybody else know how to play the game? Yep, exactly. So, yeah. it, it's funny because if you look at the totals, this is this is the uh, this is I'm looking at ESPN and the totals for tackles. So and it has rank and player and and number of total tackles, which is assist and solo tackles. Yeah. So Brooks is one, and it goes one, two, three, four, five, six. Number eight is suddenly ranked 406th. And then it goes nine, eight, ten. <laughs> well, that's like, me. What? What does that's that mean? Four hundred sixth. I I hacked their I hacked their uh, their page. I put myself in there. And and as far as Wagner last year too, even though he lost a step, you have to remember he was only he was second in the league in tackles, and he missed a game in three quarters, a game in nine tenths. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know. And he's washed up the whole year. He did that basically in 15 games. It's like he would have been leading the league in tackles if yeah. he hadn't missed those games. So, and then Brooks would have been second. So the guy can still do the job. Yeah, so, I, I want to point this out though, Todd. With the games that Bobby Wagner has missed over the last two years, including this year when he hasn't played for the team and last year when he was hurt, that last game, the Seahawks have a winning record. So it just proves when you take Bobby Wagner away from the Seahawks, <laughs> that's they're a better team. Absolutely. I mean, that's inarguable. That's in, that's fact. What are they in, in those in those uh, other than this eight, season? Eight and five, I guess. Eight and five. I was gonna eight, say. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. I mean, you did miss most of this. So yeah, I guess you could say eight and five, seven and five. <laughs> so. Yeah. But good I mean, With them, with them, loser, they had a losing loser. record last year. Loser. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's just a fact. Again, just a fact. <laughs> yeah. That's all down on Bobby. Thank. <laughs> Good riddance, man. <laughs> and now, yeah, now, I, uh, now someone catches the tail end of this. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with these people? I'm going to write them. I'm going to call them well, out. Call them I mean, we're, we're, we're joking, but you think, uh, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, if we're talking in this past offseason where before the release of Wagner and the trade yeah. of Russell on the same day, it's yeah. still hard to believe. Yes. Um, happened and if you said that two days before that and you think oh you know this team isn't going to have wilson or wagner anymore but they're actually going to be better yeah right and they are yeah with cody barton as the starter the seahawks are better have a better record than uh, and daryl taylor taking some snaps i mean he's not helping the team 
I mean, he's making blocks after interceptions when he's uh, running from the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, that unbelievable. How how the refs how the refs missed that? Absolutely, they missed. I'll tell you why they missed it because you don't ever see it. You never expect it. Your mind's like, that's what's, true. What's happening? And and here? and you can see when you when you see the play, you can see that he wasn't legitimately coming out and I'm gonna deck this dude. Yeah, he was right. coming out to celebrate and more right. or less got in the guy's way and didn't and, run back off. I, I guess it's a good thing he didn't run back off because it made it look like he was in the play. Yeah, yeah. Then they probably would have noticed it, right? And who's going to count, like, at that point? Like, wait, hold on. Okay, let's just count them real fast. They count before the play. Don't count. That sounds ridiculous. Good thing it wasn't Pete. Actually, Pete wears the same color, so they probably wouldn't have noticed, you know? I was like, <laughs> that's true. It's funny. Who's, who's that guy without a helmet with gray hair? It's like, uh, uh, <laughs> that's right. oh, Cam Chancellor came Gum back. Gum flying everywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, and. And again, it's like he was he came out to celebrate. He thought the play was over. It's not like he came out just like, oh, right. I'm going to make this play. It's like, yeah, dude. And the articles that said he's blocking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he's not he's 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 shielding, I guess, would be a better. Yeah. And yeah, he, yeah. He's not even really like he's not even really helping with it. You know, he's just oh. shielding a player no, who's not gonna, anywhere near it. Yeah, it wasn't anywhere near the play, so it didn't make any difference. But they would have called it. And that still ridiculous. But yeah. Daryl Taylor still has to. I mean. I think one of the issues is is that he is um, – I'm trying to say this where it doesn't sound like it's part of his being. His football IQ needs to be higher because yeah. he has the physical talent to be really good, and he's just not. I mean, I thought he was going to be fantastic coming into this year, Yeah, and he hasn't. He's been and awful. He, and he was for a few games last year, so it's it, it's partly on him, of course, and it's – and to some extent, it's on the coaching staff, right? They have to figure out how can they best use his talents. What can they do differently to to use this guy and shield him from his uh, lesser capabilities? Let's put it that way, right? Because he's not even been a great. And they need to find the better angels of his nature, is what you're trying to say. Yes, well said, sir. Well Coach said. Lincoln said that. <laughs> Coach Lincoln. <laughs> Coach Lincoln, was that Pop Warner? That was Pop Warner football, right? Um, I, that was uh, Pop Warner wasn't born yet. We'd have to think that that was. Uh, yeah, it would be. It would that be. was James Polk football. James Polk, James Polk football. That'd be a hell of a. Anyway, yeah, it would be nice to see Daryl Taylor uh, gain his uh, utility back. Uh, just play better. Let's let's, yeah, just, let's just, just sound like Belichick. Better, just play better. Just Do your job. Better. And 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 again, I love roasting bill belichick because once again without a certain quarterback he's a losing he has a losing record as a coach not not even counting his stint with the organization that with the coach murdering organization the browns it's like with the patriots he has a losing record unless a guy named brady is is quarterbacking so I'm not saying he's a bad coach but is he one of the all-time best mm, i think not because what has brady done without belichick oh yeah he's won a super bowl to me, Belichick's issue is he's gone beyond Sorry. the pill because he's he now has to, he has to have his players because you look at the Patriots and I'm like unless you're a Patriots fan, you're like, who the hell are these guys? I mean, Mac Jones, you know, but it's like the other guys who are playing prominent roles. It's like, which okay. is basically what he's done for what he did for the last 10 years. Brady was there. Was like, yeah, but at least he would bring he would still. Play bring some players in every once in a while, you know, um, but it's, but now it's just like, I'm going to win with my guys or I'm not going to win at all. And, and that's exactly what he's doing. He's not winning. Well, he's, he's not winning or losing. He's six and six. Yeah. That's which I, I really like seeing that. I really like seeing that because it's such a wholesome organization who's never cheated before. So good that's to true. see. That's good. good. That is the truth. I mean, he has paid, didn't he pay like a, a Belichick himself? I don't remember if it was a hundred thousand dollar fine or a, but he paid a hefty fine himself for his part in some of their little shenanigans. He had to, had to give up his timeshare in, in Key West, I think. Yeah, gave it to Jimmy Johnson. Now That's Jimmy right. Johnson has 15 of them. That's right. He actually owns Key West. He's got <laughs> some of it, and Buffett and Chesney uh, split the other part. Explains um, why it's so damn expensive down there. Um, right. God, it really is. Uh, yeah. You'd think, anyway. uh, I think that other people besides these white Caucasians would, uh, male Caucasians would be owning land yes. in the West. They should. It's not even a joke. I mean, it's almost true. Jimmy Buffett's got land. Kenny Chesney has land. Jimmy Johnson has. I mean, who else owns stuff in the Key West? 
not a lot of land Chinese um, slowly disappearing the key, yeah. key west is because of the rising yeah, yeah, yeah. ocean waves because of Biden's inflation yes Biden's inflation is causing the uh, snowstorms there's no global warming Buffalo had almost seven feet of snow it's like mm, yeah um, <clears throat> anyway <laughs> well it that proves there's no global warming it's snow exactly. it's cold it can only snow when it's cold yeah, it means exactly. it's cold means it's cold exactly right we actually talked a lot of seahawks this time that's astounding we did we did um talked a little houston texans which is always good like very very tiny <laughs> yeah. imagine who they beat which fits, fits their record yeah it does yeah one nine and one oh, i forgot they tied who did they tie oh the colts what do you what do you talk about if you're doing a texans podcast uh, I guess what we usually next do. year you talk <laughs> yeah, next year next season will be different Mm -hmm. Uh, I talk a lot about uh, the Rockets and um, probably. probably. Yeah. What else do they have? Oh, they got a great college basketball team, number one in the country, University of Houston. Talk about movies. Talk about uh, stuff. Drexler Jr. and Elijahwan Jr. are playing for that team. I was gonna say, are they back to five slamma jamma and bama? That'd be awesome. Clint Dempsey, I think he's from uh, the U.S. team. Lost today. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, I did see that. The Dutchman, um, uh, proud, proud, proud of my Dutch slaver heritage. The Dutchman vanquished them. Yeah. So. It is, it is odd looking, watching the World Cup, and I've watched a ton of it, and I always do. Yes, but it's do. really odd seeing nations. It's, it's odd and really cool. Let me say that, seeing nations that you assume most of the people who live there are a certain ethnic heritage or i guess they would be ethnic they wouldn't even have heritage they're from there right? right um but you just have so many obviously um you know you have african dutchmen and non, you have non-caucasoid dutchmen that's because they bought yeah. them all because that's the dutch heritage they bought well them. and it's funny because there's so many i'm glad you brought that up because some of the players on the u.s team are not u.s born yeah. but their parents were and it's just it's really interesting how that comes across like Dest for the United States is his parents are Dutch, but he's African American, I guess, because his parents are American. Well, his, his parents are, it gets really confusing, but his, he could be playing for four different nations, as it turned out, <laughs> which I didn't know that. Um, I do like how we tried, the media tried to um, build up the team, this U.S. team. Um, this time because Polisic is he's a good player and they really try to focus on him. Yeah. And that actually that kind of annoyed me when they were talking to the players post match because they would usually ask about, Oh, what do you think about Polisic? Well, he's like and even Polisic was like, you know, we're a team. It's like it's not about me. Right. There's other people on this team. Um and he is by far he's the best goal scorer, but he's not the best player on the team. It's just, it, it kind of showed, I, I'm glad that they talked up the team a lot because this team is so young. And I think soccer could do really well, or gosh, I feel like I've been watching that Peyton Manning and David Beckham commercial <laughs> soccer slash football. Um, football. Um, yeah. Uh, who, uh, I mean, because it, it could do really well and it's really yeah. fun. A lot of people just need to give it a chance, I think. Um, and, and I was sitting with my domestic partner um, watching wasn't even the United States. I was watching something else, and uh, she was like, um, "Or oh, it was another match. It wasn't didn't involve the United States." But um, she said, "I wonder why people in England um, think about this about American sports." And I was like, "I've got, and you you may as well. I have friends in England, and I said the one thing that they they've told me is that they look silly. They they two things. It looks silly with all the pads and the helmets on, <laughs> and because they're not." I mean, in this collision sport, you need to have that stuff on. I'm yeah, not yeah. saying don't. Really. And the other thing is, it gets frustrating for all the stoppages in play. And that's the thing that would, if I grew up watching that, that's what would annoy me too. Because it's like, no matter what you think about soccer, it's nonstop. You right. don't break. It's 45 minutes plus, 45 minutes plus. Yep. And you have a halftime. And there's no commercials. And you're out there running. Heck, one of the midfielders for the United States had run 24 miles in three games is what it equated to. Insane. So, and when you're watching that nonstop, it's like watching, you love basketball. You love it because it's, it's back and forth. There's not a lot of stoppage. Hockey's the same way. Football can be annoying because, you know, you have what, yeah. 12 minutes of a game? Really? Yep. So. Yep, about. 
which is one of the reasons why one of the, I'm not even going to name the service because I'm not kind of chill for anything, but one of those uh, things that you can do where you can watch condensed versions of the game. Why the condensed versions are so fast because it gets rid of all those stoppages. It's like, wow, I can watch the entire game in like a quarter of the time. Makes yep. Make, make a difference. Whereas if you watch a condensed version of soccer. Uh, You're watching the whole thing. It's the whole thing. There's no difference. It's like, what the hell is this? I got ripped off. Like, yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Watch that. You could watch them really football. on fast forward, I guess. Football. Football, I should say, not soccer. Football. Um, football. I wonder how the ratings are going to do now that the U.S. is out. Be I thought the same exact thing when I was I was watching it. Um, I was thinking, I wonder if it'll plummet. But I have a feeling, and I'll, I'll still see what the ratings are because i'm interested in that but i have a feeling that if you watch if you're avidly watching soccer and like a lot of player people are getting together and watching like at bars and stuff yeah i feel like you'll stick with it because you actually like the sport yeah and everybody nobody assumes the united states is gonna ever make it i'm guessing maybe 15 percent drop yeah which wouldn't be bad no that wouldn't be considering that your home team quote unquote and we're talking about ratings in the u.s obviously worldwide wouldn't make any difference might even go up it's like thank god we are real <laughs> that's guys. right so, well and it could it could go up just simply because you have more high intensity games right you're getting to well that. yeah sure you're getting to the just like like my daughter doesn't she watches baseball occasionally but when it's time for the world series she's glued which i always think is hilarious she watches world series more than i do which is like kind of bizarre <laughs> she's <sighs> writing down the scores and keeping the, yeah yeah, pretty much. No, she's not. She, Nine to three. She's not that insane. And, <laughs> Nine to and, three to seven. Six. And football, as an American football, she doesn't really care for American football except for two circumstances. Super Bowl, she likes watching the Super Bowl for the game, even not even just for the ads. And if it's snowing really badly, like her, her <laughs> dream was cool. if they played the game in Buffalo and that she would have loved that. I would have loved that, too, to be honest. She, that would have been fun she, to watch. She still talks about uh, there was a game when the Lions played in a blizzard, basically. Which I A lizard? Yeah, and inside a, a lizard. lizard played inside of Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, they, they were they – were, basically, it was a blizzard. I mean, there were times when you literally could not see the players, let alone the field. It's hilarious. I remember that, that time the Lions actually played only with lizard players, and they scored a ton, but they had – so many penalties for false starts. It was ridiculous. Yeah, they did. It's like that's it's that twitch muscle. That's right. Um, <laughs> Movement by ten of the players. How come there are no uh, there are no lizard uh, mascots in professional football? That's they missed that. They totally missed that. Because and you know how it is and the, the Memphis monitors. No, the pro professional top, as we've spoken about on previous podcasts, the top tier professional teams have boring names but you get into the minor leagues and other stuff yeah yeah that's pretty cool gulfport geckos that would be lovely yeah Yeah, minor league baseball teams is like hilarious those names are i mean i i guess in general the 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 main yes this is the seahawks sport uh, podcast but we're almost in in maine when when it really is not like in the state of maine but in general when it really seemed to explode was when the movie bull durham came out and people like oh wow that's a funny name and then you see all these insane name the iron pigs where where are the iron pigs based? i don't remember but they're in pennsylvania it's funny you said that because i was right? i was thinking that yeah. i almost made a joke before you started talking about like how the steelers should change their name to the iron pigs oh my god well it would fit this season yeah iron pigs is such a <laughs> great so many uh, the carolina mudcats like one of my favorite logos ever catfish swimming through the sea I and mean, that's just a beautiful logo <laughs> that's so funny that's great the biscuits the biscuits, <laughs> yes, the biscuits. The Chattanooga Lookouts, which is absolutely perfect, and it's like the two eyes, cartoon eyes, is like, yep. yeah. Minor league baseball's got it. I mean, probably, legitimately, I would say that's my favorite sport because the names are awesome. They do awesome promotions, and you can afford to go to the games, which is like, yeah, true. Rare. Banana slugs. The banana slugs. Have you watched any of the uh, the not the banana slugs, but have you watched any of the uh, the Savannah Bananas? I have not. Oh my it, God! ESPN Plus, they have uh, they have like an entire season worth of the Savannah Bananas. It's like a traveling minor league team, except they're not almost even a baseball team. They're, they're just sounds like, like something Rita Gardner would say on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball, basically, uh, and so that's what they do. I mean, they just go around and they travel and, and 
kind of play their own version of the Washington Generals, except the Washington Generals in this case are actually good. You know, they don't like stack it so the bananas win all the time. And it, it, it's absolutely hilarious. I mean, just some of the pitching deliveries that they have and just they'll have guys that do Ozzie Smith backflips while while the, the ball is in play. So, yeah, it's it's pretty freaking crazy. It's That's really, funny. really fun. Yeah, I I missed seeing them. They were in Cross uh, <clears throat> Palm Beach uh, in spring and I forgot to go. So. I never well, get to go. I just kind of miss it, but they're going to be back next next year, so hopefully I'll have a chance to get that. But I, I uh, mean, you may, you may be gone. You may have to go to Toronto for that. Yeah, hopefully they they go up there. Um, I'm thinking that. So if you're not watching the Seahawks win, and you you will be watching the Seahawks win at all times, yeah, watch watch the Savannah Bananas because they're hilarious. Savannah Bananas, sponsor of today's. 12 Men Rising slash Nikki X Happy Hour podcast. Thanks for listening. Why are you the worst? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.